Well, welcome everybody and thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It is absolutely fantastic to have some people now in our church building, see some faces, even though the numbers are limited. But I know many of you are also online. And so a very special welcome to you. I guess you don't really call it a bubble anymore, but wherever you are, just great to have you join us. It's not by chance that we are gathering together in buildings all over the country on Pentecost Sunday. So we're going to open up the whole thing about the, the coming of the Holy Spirit. Uh, someone made this comment to me a while ago. If uh, COVID-19 could change the world in a month, what could God, the creator of the universe, do in a moment? And Pentecost was all about a moment in history that changed the world. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you on this day, several thousand years ago, the great Holy Spirit came that transformed not only the church, but transformed the world. So we welcome your presence. Would you come in a special way uh, with us today as we exalt and talk about the wonderful Holy Spirit. Speak to each and every one of us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's go straight to the scriptures in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. We read this momentous event. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they're all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, don't you love the suddenlies of God? There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting, wherever you're sitting in your house, in the church building. Come on, the Holy Spirit can come suddenly and touch us. And there appeared to them divided tongues of fire and one sat upon each one of them. And they're all filled. Don't you like that? All they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they, then they began to speak out with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were so filled that there was an overflow of the Holy Spirit uh, expressing itself in other languages. So 2,000 years ago, we celebrated the first coming of God to earth in the form of Jesus. 33 years roughly after that, the second person of the Godhead, God Himself, in the form of the Holy Spirit, invaded the earth. Jesus went back and He sent the wonderful Holy Spirit. We know with that, the church was birthed and it would go on to turn the world upside down. The church was birthed in the power of the Holy Spirit and it's going to only continue with that same Holy Spirit power. And so we want to focus on the importance of the Holy Spirit as a key to the future of our own personal life, to be the Christians we want to be, you know, to have the victory we want, to breakthroughs we want, you know, to be changed like we want to be changed. We can't do it with human effort. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit. For the church to be the church, to be a force for good in the world, it needs the power of the wonderful Holy Spirit. The church was birthed when the Holy Spirit came. I read about in the 1900s when there, there was revival broke out across the United States of America. They say 20 million were saved. Wow. And then in Los Angeles, they say 200,000 people gathered. Do you know why? To celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. It was so powerful. Imagine that in your country. Imagine that here in New Zealand. I'm in Auckland, Eden Park. I think it takes 40 to 50,000 people. You'd need multiple services, maybe four or five services to get into the 200,000 people to celebrate the great coming of the Holy Spirit. Can we believe that to happen? 
Can we believe for a revival so great in this nation that we have to celebrate, you know, because we're going to know it was by the power of the great Holy Spirit. Wow. You know, the key to COVID-19 and dealing with it was self-isolation or quarantine. comes from the word quarantina which means 40 days and ships were isolated for 40 days to they reckon that was the time needed uh, to for the flesh, the diseases of the flesh to be dealt with and removed. That was during the Black Plague. Jesus went into 40 days of isolation and we know he had no sin in his life. But I believe that during that time, he defeated every temptation of the enemy to function in the flesh or to give in to the desires of the flesh. And of course, Jesus uh, succeeded with that. You know, for me, and I trust for others, this time of quarantine, this time of self-isolation has been to bring an end to the flesh, more, more of an end to the flesh of human effort in my life and coming out with a greater dependence on the Holy Spirit like never before in my life. And I believe the future now for Church Unlimited, for other churches, is that we've got to shift away from human effort. You know, all the brilliance of preaching and skill and ingenuity has not got the job done. Our nation is still drifting away from God. Uh, the abortion passed, laws in New Zealand passed were a disaster. And so we need to move away from human effort. It will never get the job done to a dependence on the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I believe with that, we can shake communities, cities, and nations for the glory of God. I was drawn to the scripture of John 6.63, and it just hit me hard. It says this, uh, the words of Jesus, it is a spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The flesh and God spoke just so strong and the flesh profits nothing. It's almost like we're not going to get anywhere if we just function in the arm of the flesh. You know, I believe that this is an opportunity to a day of Pentecost to step into a new season and a new era for Church Unlimited, but for the Church of Jesus Christ, I hopefully across the world. You know, the, the, the day of Pentecost really and the Holy Spirit coming was a key to the future and a key to much greater power. And, and what, how we're going to get there is by this dependence. See, dependence is power. You know, you can live your life depending on yourself, <laughs> your ability, your skill, your wisdom. You won't get very far. But if you learn to depend on the Holy Spirit, it's almost like you're bringing God into play. He begins to work through you. He begins to minister through you. And that's when you're going to see exponential and fantastic results. As I said, all our human effort has not really got the job done. And New Zealand remains on a downward spiral. But together and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will shape and we can shape the future destiny of New Zealand. That's the reason for which I'm walking on this planet, why God gives me breath each day to bring change and transformation. I don't want to just build a church. I want to do that, but more than that, I want to see communities change. I want to see this nation turn to Jesus. And I believe, not with my own effort, I haven't got the skill to do it, but if we depend on the Holy Spirit like the early church did, we can get the job done. So I read this quote, Pentecost will ignite your faith. Ignite your passion and ignite your life. Anyone up for that today? 
Pentecost Sunday. Expect it today. You know, when you're ablaze with the Holy Spirit, people will be drawn to you. They'll come, they'll be drawn to the fire. The fire of God that's in your life. It's a very attractive thing. You know, if you're out wandering around somewhere and you see a fire, more, more likely you're going to go and check it out. It's, it, it's got a drawing power. Well, some fires are bad news, but the fire of the Holy Spirit is one of the most attractive things on the planet. Come on, set yourself on fire. People will come and watch you burn. That's what John Wesley, the way he put it, was just amazing, amazing man of God. So as we move forward, This is my plea for myself and for you that we'll increasingly put an end to the old ways of human effort. We so easily go down that road, but it's not going to get us where we need to get to. It's not going to release God's mighty power uh, uh, that we need to get the job done. So I want to suggest that we shift to a massive dependence on the Holy Spirit. Not just, you know, we all have a small dependence when we're in trouble, we're struggling. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me. No, no, I'm talking about every moment, every day. And I believe in this next season, we're going to learn to increasingly depend on the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, we're going to see more and more power. There's going to be more breakthroughs. There's going to be more healings. There's going to be more answers to prayer. There's going to be more radical salvations. Communities will be changed. Workplaces will be transformed. Schools will begin to acknowledge Jesus Christ. We can't do it. This is my point. We can't do it. But with the dependence on the Holy Spirit, hey, all things are possible. Never forget, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives inside of you. The Bible makes that clear. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. You know, the church is called to shape society. It's called to shape cities and nations. The laws passed in a nation should be dictated to by the church. We, we should have that kind of power. You know, that kind of, I, I reckon in the early church, they would have, I don't know all the details, but they would have had that kind of authority and that kind of power. So, you know, the corridors of power <clears throat> maybe are down in the beehive in, in our nation in New Zealand, but I think they need to be in the church, dictating what happens in society. So I want to look at three P's briefly. The person, the presence, and the power of the Holy Spirit. The person, John 16 and verse 7. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I'll send them to you. We know Jesus returned to heaven and then he sent the Holy Spirit. And he said, hey, the Holy Spirit's going to be here to help you to be what I've called you to be, to do what I've called you to do, for the church to be what I want the church to be. Jesus Himself said, it's better that I go because the Holy Spirit somehow is going to be able to help you get done what I've called you to do. So He's the source of our power. He's called the helper. And I think one of the greatest revelations anyone can ever get is that the helper, the Holy Spirit, God Himself is available to you 24-7 every moment of every day to live out your life, those little struggles you have, the things with your kids in your marriage, in your workplace, your finances, whatever it is, and maybe an addiction or something bigger or a sickness, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. You're not left on your own to make it through the challenges of this life. I'm telling you, too hard. Can't do it. Impossible. It will wipe us out and knock us out. 
the power of the Holy Spirit, we're more than equal to any challenge that is thrown in our direction. He is the helper. But the key is you've got to ask for His help. (laughs) You have not, James says, because you ask not. So why don't you right now, I'm going to give you a moment. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Say, Holy Spirit, come. If you will learn to do that 10, 20, 100 times a day, I'm promising you, your life will be changed forever. You're no longer struggling in the arm of the flesh, but you'll be flowing in the power of the Spirit of God. And we're talking about the power of God Himself. Remember, the Holy Spirit is God. He's a, he's, he's, he's a God Himself, and so His power is amazing. So there was a period of three years, why I'm so passionate about this topic, where some of you know I experienced the most amazing visitations of God to my life. Changed me forever. But the key thing that happened was God made real to me the person of the Holy Spirit. I felt at times I could touch Him. See, the Holy Spirit is not just a force, not just an influence, not just a power. He is a person. And He is the most wonderful person you could ever meet. Don't treat Him as a force. Don't treat Him as an influence. He's a person. And He wants to walk with you every single day of your life. Coming, not beginning to know Him as a person. And so I believe in this coming season, you and I, we're going to pursue the person of the Holy Spirit. And I think the order is important. Go after the person first, then the presence, then the power. Don't just go after the power because then it's just an influence and a force. No, person first and foremost. And I felt like in those experiences for three years, I felt like God saying to me, Tark, without the power of the Holy Spirit, You'll never do what I've called you to do. The church will never be what I've planned for it to be, a transforming force of society, of cities, of nations, and of personal lives. Brings me to my favorite verse, probably in Scripture, Zechariah 4, verse 6. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my Spirit, says the Lord. I think that verse is going to be elevated higher and higher. It's not, not the efforts of man. We know the efforts of man across the world. It's just, it's just so limited in its results. It's done something, but it's not done what we had hoped it would do. So power through dependence. That's our message. Power through dependence on the Holy Spirit. Then there's the presence of God. In the Old Testament, the presence of God, it's interesting, I dwelt in tabernacles and in buildings. Then you go to the Gospels and the presence of God was in a person person of Jesus. But then when you come to the day of Pentecost, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit now dwells in each of us, in you and in me. What's the progression? It's so exciting. So the Holy Spirit, God, if you like, He's in buildings, temples. Then He's in Jesus. But now, He's in you. He's in me. He's in all of us. We are now the dwelling place of God. Oh, this, honestly, that's beyond comprehension. It's beyond putting your head around what that actually means. God Himself, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of you. Think about that every day. And uh, you are no ordinary person. <laughs> You're not just another one down on the street and wherever house you live in or at the workplace. No, no, no. When you walk into your office, God just walked in. When you get into the car, God just walked in. When I get on a plane, God just walked on the plane. And I say, you lucky people, we're going to get to our destination because God is with me and my time is not yet up. 
Hey, you are no ordinary human being. You have God Himself living in you. As, church, as we begin to recognize and understand that, we will become the force of transformation that God has called us to become. You can see I'm pretty excited about this subject, but it all comes back to those encounters over three years that I had with the person of the Holy Spirit. Let's just come to the power of God. Herbert Jackson was a missionary. His car wouldn't start, so to get these kids to help him, they pushed out the car every day. He did this for two years, eventually got sick and had to go home. And he was showing the new missionary. He's proud of how he got the car started every day. New missionary pulled up the bonnet, had a quick look in there. And he said, oh, Dr. Jackson, the only trouble with this car is this loose cable. So he gave the cable a twist, got into the car, pushed the switch and it roared into life. For two years, Jackson labored tirelessly you know, in the arm of the flesh and in human effort. And uh, whereas the power was there all the time. But one wire could start the car. One wire, but only if it was connected to the power supply. I identify with Jackson. You know, I think for many of us, me included, so often we, we serve God by daily push starting ourselves, pushing that car, you know, working hard for Jesus. We end up exhausted and worn out. We say, God, this is so hard. And he's saying, get connected. Get connected to the Spirit. You know, don't, you don't have to struggle away and it'll wipe you out anyway. That's why I think those scriptures about those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mount up with wings like eagles, run and not be weary. Run empowered by the Spirit, not run in the human flesh, but by energized by the Spirit of God. You see, when you depend on your own abilities and gifts, then all your accomplishments are limited to what you can deliver with your gifts. When you're connected to the Holy Spirit, your, your gifting and your ability goes to an exponentially greater level because now not what you can do, it's what God can do through you. And I believe that's my testimony. <laughs> I'm, my own ability, I can't do a lot, but connected to the Holy Spirit, watch out. <laughs> you know, I'm a force to be reckoned with, but so are you. So are you. Okay, just stay. Can you, I always have this picture of the, you know, a, a wire with a, with a plug on it, but it's, it's just lying on the floor. It's just not plugged into the socket. And I often have that picture. And I feel God saying to me, come on, get plugged in. You know, get plugged in. You know, some of us... Um, take better care of these things than of our own spirit. So, you know, daily we make sure this thing is charged up or every couple of days. Why? Because we know it's not going to function properly if it's not fully or properly charged. But we don't, what about charging our spirit? If we don't charge our spirit up on a regular daily basis, we're not going to function as God wants us to function. So take better care of your spirit. Hey, here's a thought. Every time you plug this thing in, Ask yourself the question, have I been plugged into Jesus today, to the Holy Spirit? And have I put some time into being plugged in there? And you know that charge, you don't just leave it for a minute or five minutes. Sometimes you're charging all night. Hey, come on, get charging, charge yourself up all day, all night, connect to the Spirit and watch out. The influence, the impact you're going to have is going to be absolutely exponential. One last thought about the Holy Spirit. The early church was birthed by encounters with God. And I believe that as we come into this new season, we're going to see so many more life-changing, life-transforming encounters or moments with God. You know, in every service, people should meet with God. People should be set free, healed. There should be testimonies in every single service. And here's the point I want to make. 
It's really important that we make room for the Holy Spirit in our lives, but also in our services, and that we must not program them out of the service. Hey, look, I've been guilty of this myself, all right? So I'll own up to that, but because that's easy to do. But the Holy Spirit must not be sidelined because if we remove the Holy Spirit, we remove the power of God from the church. And we're left with lights and we're left with music. We're left with great building. We're left with messages. But that is no answer to broken humanity that will only be changed by the power of God. So make room for the Holy Spirit in your life, but also in any gathering or any church meetings that we may ever have together. The church must not continue with just programs that lack the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need a fresh invasion of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our churches and in our Nation, Expect that on Pentecost Sunday. Amy Simple McPherson was a missionary to China. Her husband died. She had to take care of the baby. She gave up on the call of God. She went to a meeting one day. She had an encounter with God. Some say that for the next 15 years, her supernatural ministry surpassed anything since the days of the apostles. One moment with God changed her life. You can have that moment. See, you're born with great purpose. God has a wonderful plan to use you, but you need a moment that so apprehends and grips your life that you spend the rest of your days pursuing the call of God upon your life. He has a future for you that will surprise you. If you have that moment, have that encounter and get connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. That really is my testimony. Can I just say, my salvation was nothing exciting. It was very basic. Not a lot of emotion, not a lot of feeling. But God started something. And as I pursued that, eventually I was set on fire, running hard after God. As we come out of shutdown on Pentecost Sunday, it's not by chance that it's Pentecost Sunday, but I believe we're stepping into our own Pentecost. And it needs to be marked by an end of flesh an end of human effort, which has failed miserably. As we move forward, we will now depend on the Holy Spirit like never, ever before. Not just a slight increase in dependence, but a massive dependence on the Holy Spirit. And with that will come an explosion of God's power. We will now, with renewed passion, pursue the person, the presence, the power of the wonderful Holy Spirit, the next days, next years, the next decades will be the church's finest hour. No longer sidelined, no longer ignored with no voice. And in time, we'll see New Zealand turn to Jesus. We will get the job done. Amen.